Hello and welcome into Jam Session. Glad to have whoever you are listening to us. Jam Session is Matt McLaren and Jean-Jacques Taylor. We're two guys who used to do a radio show on ESPN Radio in Dallas, Texas. We now do this podcast. We talk a lot about the Dallas Cowboys, other Dallas sports teams, and just our interests in Dallas, nightlife, stories, beer, all kinds of things. Glad to have you. Thanks for listening. Let's get going. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast. It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, review, hang out with us for a while right here on the Jam Session Podcast, sponsored as always by Greening Law. Greening Law fights that legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. But right now, the moment we've all been awaiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, the TV, the podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, though? I would be the non-sexy one. It's Matt McLaren. This is Jam Session, the podcast version 381, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. So much to get into. We've got some Cowboys news that hopefully is very positive. We've got the Dallas Stars starting the Western Conference Finals, the Rangers bullpen, which I don't know. The Rangers bullpen is so bad and they suck so much that they need to have their own category on a tube site. Wow. That's how much they suck. It's ridiculous. So we'll get into all that. But before we do, we should tell you about something that will brighten your day. Because what will happen is you'll get in a car accident. And you go, what the hell was that? That wasn't my fault. The light was green. And you go, oh, my God. Now I got to go to the hospital and I have to get a brain scan. And I've got these x-rays that they're doing. This is insane. Well, fear not. Because Greening Law is here for that exact situation. You need to get Greening Law involved if you've been involved in something that was not your fault that caused an injury to your person on the premises of a business, a car accident, malpractice, what have you, you pick up the phone for your free consultation and see if they have a case for you. Because if you've got a case, Greening Law is going to go to bat for you, man. And the, they literally, when they talk about being your fierce competitor against the insurance companies, that's exactly what they do. So what you're saying is that's not hyperbole. No, it isn't. I mean, it's, it's no, I, I can't even, I, I could go off for 10 minutes with accolades for what Greening Law is able to do. And see, Matt gives you the best testimony because he's actually been through it. So if you're involved in some incident where you're injured away from the home, whether it's a car accident, whether it's at a department store, whether it's at an apartment complex, construction site, what you need to do first and foremost, pick up the phone and give our team, our boys over there at Greening Law a call. 972-934-8900. Yes, women work there too. And just tell them the situation. Say, hey, here's our deal. What do you think? And somebody on the green team will get back with you quickly and say, hey, and if they bring you on as a client, Matt will tell you it's the best day you've ever had. It's fantastic, man. I, it, it, I recommend them highly. If you find yourself in this situation, make the call. 972-934-8900. It's Robert Greening. Call him now. Offices, Dallas, Texas. And Dallas, Texas is where, I guess technically it's in Arlington. Yes, there's negative <laughs> news in Arlington, but there's positive news in Arlington or Frisco, or wherever you want to. It's kind of odd. So it's the Dallas Cowboys who play in Arlington, but basically live and train in Frisco, 
and call themselves Dallas. So you pick and decide which one you want to show allegiance to. But reality of it is, I thought it was a good sign because Michael Gallup spoke and had some really positive things to say, basically with the idea that Michael Gallup believes that he is back and that last year he was never quite right. And again, I think he used the term very confident is what he said. He said, it just feels different. I'm smiling every time I walk into that facility. And last year he said, I was thinking too much. My knee was sore, which makes sense. And I've talked about this before having, and I didn't completely tear my ACL or anything like he did, but I had a a dislocated kneecap and tore my meniscus. I've had knee surgery. And it's a weird thing because it's structurally, you can be told that your knee is fine and that you're okay. It's the mental part because you do feel that soreness and you have to mentally get over, is it going to blow out again? Am I going to tear this again? Even though they can tell you, dude, your knee is fine. Like structurally, you're fine. The mental part, oh, it feels like this. The hesitancy that that creates, it's very hard to get over. It takes a while. Dude, I don't know why this was such a a hard concept for people to get. Anybody who's had any type of injury or surgery or deal has gone through this. I'm like you, I haven't had a surgical procedure, but my knee, I, uh, you know, my knees are really bad. And then uh, I kind of strained the hamstring. And so, no, I wasn't trying to let it all out because you're like, ah, I don't want to yank it again. Because if I yank it again, it's going to be another six weeks before I can do anything. Um, let alone being an elite athlete trying to really use your body. That to me is why even when people are criticizing Zion Williams down in um, New Orleans, when he says, I just don't feel right. People are like, oh, what are you talking about? No, this is probably exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, I can stand and take a dunk, but I don't feel like going coast to coast in the NBA doing everything I can do and trusting that my body will, will do what, it's, what it says and, and has done for me in the past. So the number one thing is if he feels confident. If he feels confident, then he can go back to being a good player again. Now, nobody ever said he was great, bro, but he's been a good player. The last two years, he's been nah, just a guy. But uh, if they can get him back to being what he was his first three years where he was a big play guy, averaged 14 yards or more catch, and scored some touchdowns, then, yeah, you can work with that dude. Yeah, and it, which is why they signed him and gave him that nice extension and all that type of thing. And last year, obviously, he played in 14 games, 39 for 424 at not even quite 11 yards of reception for what Tight he end does. numbers. You can't have that. I mean, we all know that. He has to bounce back. The belief is, is he going to have the 1,100-yard season that he had in year two? I I don't know. But, man, if you can give me 50 to 60 and you're doing 800 to 900 yards, like you talked about, 14, 15 yards of reception, I can live with that. Bro, 2020 is the year. 59 catches, 843 yards, 14 yards a catch, and uh, five touchdowns. I'm good. I can live with that. Perfect. Yeah. Ain't nobody mad about that. That works because now the hope is that Schoonmaker comes in here and is a weapon at tight end. You just traded for Brandon Cooks, and you hope that he's a guy that you can use. And obviously, CeeDee Lamb is your legit number one. We just need you to be a legit number two. We need you to be the guy that they signed you to be, which is not to be the focal point of this offense, but you got to put up more than what you've done, like you said in the last couple of years. You have to. No, no. I mean, it's, it's not an option. It's not a question. It's just what it is, bro. And um, if he's healthy, I think he'll do that. I think he will, too. And that's the belief now. Him saying that he feels confident, I completely understand what he's talking about. It does take some time. And and now that you've gone through a full year, 
or more removed from that, I, I think that that helps tremendously. It's interesting, too, because Steven talked yesterday because they were at AT&T Stadium for an announcement that the Professional Bull Riders 2024 World Finals will be held at AT&T Stadium. So, of course, all the Cowboys reporters go out for that. You know, well, we got to sit through this announcement. Who gives a flying F about this bull riding crap? Hey, Steven, let's talk Cowboys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah, so they, they're able to ask uh, some questions about that. And, and one of the things that comes up, and you and I have talked about this, it, it, it's going to be a juggling act to some degree. And we talked about this a while back because they've got four monster contracts in the next year or two that they have to address. And those are four monster contracts for four core players at key positions. We know Dak, obviously. Trayvon Diggs at corner, CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver, and then Micah Parsons, who technically has three more seasons because they'll pick up the fifth-year option on his deal. But again, right. you'd like to get it done sooner rather than later. Because the price ain't going down. Right. You got those four guys that are all going to be well over – and I say well over, you know, Diggs is probably in the neighborhood of $20 million, I would imagine. But you're talking about $20 million plus a year players. And Stephen will want to use, well, the cap can only do so much and there's only so much we can do. Reality of it is, we talked about it. If they want these guys, they'll sign these guys. They, they will figure out how to get it done if they want all four of these guys. Yeah, now, I mean, let's keep it real, man. They're going to put a priority priority order on them. And um, but I think they're all core players. They're all guys who fit at um, at premium positions. And here's the other thing, man. Other guys are coming off the books, uh, be it Tyron Smith, be it Zach Martin. Like, I don't know that Zach Martin's playing another four or five or six years. You know what I mean? And so his salary will come off and he's uh, he's still one of the higher play, paid players at guard. So I think you have that built in. Michael Gallup's salary is coming out. I don't expect him to see all of his contract, bro. It's just what it is. So I think all of that will happen so that you can find those guys because you got to have those core guys, but you got to have stars to win, bro. And each of those guys uh, comes off as a star. Yeah, I would agree. And it's – it's going to be really, really interesting, and we'd have to go through and look at all the contracts around the NFL. I, I, I was trying to think off the top of my head, is there a team that has four $20 million a year players on it? I mean, there's teams that have a couple, obviously. There's multiple guys. Like, you might have your quarterback. You might have your wide receiver. But the multiple $20-plus million players, maybe there's a team with three. I don't know that there's a team with four. That's a bit much, bro. <laughs> That's a lot, but that's a lot. But, but we're also talking about a cap that keeps increasing. Right. And so, you know, it hasn't made sense to do that because the cap hadn't made sense to do it. But as you get, um, you know, better team, I mean, as Super Bowl caliber teams end up with that because you have to pay the guys, you know, who are, who are doing it for you. Yeah, so just looking at it real quick, as San Francisco popped into my mind, Okay, because I was looking at the Eagles. Okay, See, yeah. What a great team we are. <laughs> San Francisco has Trent Williams at 27. Eric, and I'm talking about cap hits. Eric okay, Armstead. I was asked, okay, go ahead. Because if you're, yeah, so Eric Armstead at 24, George Kittle at 18, and Nick Bosa at 18. Because the cap really is, is the cap hit is the thing. Like average salary is one thing because you can move and, and move that around. So you're talking, I mean, San Francisco's, I mean, if you're at 18, you're basically at 20. 
So, yeah. I mean, they, they've got four dudes that are right in that range of 20 plus, and then it drops down. And part of the benefit for them, obviously, is that they've got a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah, because Nick Bosa is about to go over. 20. Right. Uh, I'm not even sure there's that many contenders to be that high. Like Philadelphia doesn't have anybody over 14 right now. Yeah, because Hurts hasn't kicked in. Right. And uh, I don't think Buffalo has anybody like that. Outside of Josh like, Allen, yeah. Like even Josh is 18. Yeah, see, and, that, and that's the whole thing is that, again, that's why we talk about the cap. Because when you look at the numbers and you sit here and go, okay, the cash that these guys are getting is not necessarily the cap. Right. And that's where people get confused. Oh, you can't do – I mean, you can because there's so many different ways that you can manipulate the cap. It just depends. How far down the road do you want to kick this thing? You can add void years. You can stretch out the signing bonus. You can do all these things to lower the cap hit, which is why the Cowboys – I mean, how many times have they renegotiated Zach Martin and and Tyron Smith? And not even renegotiate, just restructured is the word to use. Well, you know, I told you years ago – I can't even remember because it's been so long, but they used to have to restructure and then they just started writing the provision into the contract where yeah. they don't even have to ask you anymore. They just go hit a button and say, oh, Matt, here's your salary for this year. And most of the time players are fine with it because, oh, who does, who wouldn't if I if if everybody received their salary on the first of the year, you could do so much more with that money as long as you managed it properly. <laughs> yeah. You know, in terms of investments and making moves and doing this because your cash flow would be better. Uh, but anyway, so nobody's, nobody's bitching and moaning because they get all their money in one lump sum. Exactly. And, and so the reality of it is that that's what they're going to have to do with these guys. I mean, and they'll figure it out. And, and again, so it, it would be different. Let's say, for instance, they, they have to sign who let's go with Trayvon Diggs. They really want Trayvon Diggs. They go, look, let's get Trayvon done because we got to get him done now, essentially, because he's going into the final year of his rookie contract. Well, what they can do is that they're going to do that because Micah still has three years left. You could front load Trayvon Diggs' contract to where the bulk of what what hits the cap – he maybe you structure it where he's the first guy so you get him out of the way and then the fourth guy would be Micah so that by the time let's say Micah's signs and he's got a cap hit one year that's 32 million dollars and you go well they can't have four 20 million dollar a year guys and then you look at Trayvon Diggs the year that Micah's 32 million Trayvon Diggs is 15 million yeah whatever it is like you can structure it like that to make it work but the average you look at it and you're talking about four 20 million dollar guys Right, and then you can you can use Jalen Hurts' contract as an example of how yeah. you can be creative in terms of roster bonuses and all these other things, which are really designed to circumvent the camp or make the camp the cap hit more palatable in terms of the guy gets his money, and that's why I would, that's why we used to talk about Tom Brady all the time. Tom Brady's getting all his money; it's just a matter of how he's getting it and when he's getting it, and he's doing everything he can to help the team in terms of when he's getting it and how he's getting it. But he's getting it. Uh, you you inspired me, bro. And I looked at the Chiefs, and they got Mahomes at thirty nine, Chris Jones at twenty eight, Joe Thune. Who knew he was counting twenty two against Good the Cavs? Lord. I was like, who is Joe Thune? I, very <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt more a rich guy. Than I, I mean, he's a left guard. Mm-hmm. No left guard. I don't even care if it's Zach Martin should be counting twenty two million against. That's the impressive, Cavs. man. Yeah, left tackle. Okay, left guard. No, but uh, but he got it done, so I'm happy for him. Uh, but, you know, the point of that is the Chiefs have got three guys, and that's not even counting Travis Kelsey, who's right. at, you know, 14. So, you know, these things happen, but um, it can be done. 
Uh, Steven didn't seem to be sweated by it at all. No, not at all. Good not at all. No, I mean, come on, man. They've been prepping for this for a minute. They knew it was coming. It's not a surprise to anybody. It's just a matter of how we're going to get it done. Yeah, and, and I think that's what you said. I mean, he said that group, the guys we're talking about, we feel really good about. And he says, look, we, we – and they always – see, this is what the Cowboys like to do because a lot of fans – they don't do the research and they don't understand how it works. So Steven throws this out. He goes, we feel good that we can work within the parameters of the cap and make those types of things happen. And we have to continue to do well in the draft to make things like that happen. We have to continue to have guys step up and play because along the way, if we want to do those contracts, we'll have to make tough decisions in other spots. So then when they circle back around in a couple of years, if something doesn't work out and they go, well, there's just not enough money to go around. We talked about that, the cap and, again we just pointed out the reality of it is you can flex this thing basically however you want it to go but they always like to make sure hey fans you know there's a cap fans there's this cap you know we can't just sign everybody (laughs) and you're right you can't sign 53 guys to 20 million dollar contracts he's correct but you can sure as hell sign four or five if you want to right and he's right about the rookies man you need the rookies to hit so that you got that cheap labor force uh taking up those other spots and not just cheap labor force but Good players, guys like Donovan Wilson, who emerge and develop over over the course of their four years, and then sometimes you got to let the Connor McGoverns go and and, and the uh, Connor Williams go, and and just keep it moving because those aren't they're good players, but they're not worth to you what it would require to sign them. Yeah, and that's I think where the key of it becomes, you know, and I, I've done this before. I, man, this was this might have been we were doing the radio show where we did more of a deep dive looking at teams. So again, this is going back a couple of years, but it wasn't necessarily the teams that that struggled. Like I could not find a correlation between how many high money guys you have, how many mid-level, and you know, you're talking around the $10 million guys a year, how many low level. It was basically, if you pay these dudes, they got to play. Like they have to be healthy. Like they can't get hurt. Right. Because the teams that that seemed to struggle were the more money that you had either on your dead cap or on your IR, that's when you were suffering because you you didn't have the big money players. Because guess what? You're paying the most talented guys on your roster the big money. And so the more money that you had that was sitting out, then obviously your team wasn't as good. And there was really no correlation of, okay, we decided to pay – we're going to pay 10 guys $10 million or we're going to pay four dudes $20 million and 10 guys $5 million. It really doesn't matter as long as the high money guys are playing. No, you're exactly right. Um, can I shift topics? Yes. I was looking up something. It just, it just crossed my mind because this is a conversation. Dalvin Cook's about to get cut. You interested in Dalvin Cook? Because I see why. Well, let me preface this. Dalvin Cook's about to get cut. You know why Dalvin Cook's about to get cut? I just figured out why. Because I hadn't paid much attention to it. Okay. Dalvin Cook has been a really good running back. You want me to tell you the best thing about Dalvin Cook? Really. The four years that he's been an elite running back, that dude is the picture of consistency. Yes. He's very good. I mean, like, like for real, the picture of consistency. 250 for 1135. 312 for 1557, 249 for 1159, 264 for 1173. He's been the perfect, I mean, the picture of consistency. But his problem, and you know what his problem is, Matt? He's about to turn 28. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, turning 28 in um, August. 
And ain't nobody trying to give you no four-year deal to no 28-year-old running back, even though you've been incredibly consistent. So he's going to get cut. Would you like to have him, we'll assume he would, he'd want to come here, and pair him with Tony Pollard and then uh, on a one-year deal and see what you can do. Yes. Or a two-year deal. I would absolutely love to have Dalvin Cook, hands down, 100%. See, I would too. And, yeah, I know they signed Ronald Jones and, you know, Deuce Vaughn is whatever. Dalvin Cook we know can play. There's no question about it. You put him with Tony Pollard, they can both carry the ball 175 times, and there's no drop-off in what you want to do. And the way they want to play this year, you know, I could see that really being effective. And, yeah, you figure out how to, you know, occasionally get them both on the field at the same time. But, you know, I think that thing would work. I think it would so more I, than work. I'd just be curious – because this is a dude, he got his contract, but he's in six years, he's made $32 million. Right. Is somebody going to come around that looks at Dalvin Cook and decides to throw like a, a legit chunk of change for a year or two at him? And that's where I wonder what would it cost? Because he's supposed to make this year over $10 million. Last year, he made over $8 million, which was really the first year of his career that he got paid big time. Right. So I wonder what would it cost to get a guy like that? If it was a one-year deal, I mean, where are you going? You probably got to go $7 million, which, it, like, honestly, for Dalvin Cook, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think um, now that's, that's the wish list because if I was Buffalo, I'd, I'd give him whatever he wanted because I think Buffalo is a running back away from, from you know, probably winning it all. Or being even better, because AFC is rugged, so I don't think you can say winning at all. But they don't have a running back that they could trust and that they can. Josh Allen is their best running back. Right. You don't want that to be the case. Dalvin Cook would make Josh Allen their second best running back, which would be much, much better. Add him with Dalton Kincaid and everything else they've done on offense. And I think they'd uh, they'd be the favorite in the, in the uh, AFC to me. Yeah, I, I would want the Cowboys. And again, here's the thing. Your window is now. When you look at the that, conference right now, we've talked about this. It's Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas. Those are the three best teams in the NFC. And if you're taking Dalvin Cook away from Minnesota, and they believe in Madison a lot, Dalvin Cook is – I mean, you just went through his accolades. If you play fantasy football, you're very, very well aware of what Dalvin Cook can be. Adding a piece like that to this roster, I think – Again, the 49ers showed no hesitancy, went out and made the move and picked up Christian McCaffrey. The Eagles showed no hesitancy, went out and made the move to get better by picking up DeAndre Swift. This is an answer to those shots saying, we're coming to you guys. Now, would you rather have him or DeAndre Hopkins? Honestly, I'd probably rather have Dalvin Cook because I think, I think they're fine with their receivers right now. Okay. I, I, I think it's a good conversation. I probably... Because, and I say that because I don't think they're fine with their running backs. I think this trio of wide receivers with the addition of Brandon Cooks, because you don't need Cooks or Gallup to be a one, and we saw what CD could do as a one last year. Right. I, I don't believe that Tony Pollard can be a featured running back for 17 games. Okay. And I don't know, okay, wow, they got Ronald Jones. Kick ass. There's a reason why he's been jumping around the league. Deuce Fawn, he's a nice little gadget. That that'll be fun. I I they don't I don't know that they have that that beef guy that they need at running back. And and Cook's like what five ten ish five eleven two hundred fifteen pounds something like that probably five ten two ten. There you go. So yeah, man, I I think that shores you up. Where I mean, if you're doing Cook and Pollard, I like that. That tandem is dangerous. Yeah. No, he's been. I mean, he's been a terrific running back. Uh, his problem is 
He just got caught up in the league, man. <laughs> he did. I mean, that's the way it works. I mean, he just got screwed by the business of the uh, of the NFL. You know, I mean, that's really all I can say. And especially as a second round pick, he never got, you know, he never he never got the big payday, which is why you know he ain't interested in taking no pay cut right now. Yeah, that's so. the thing. I mean, it, it's I don't know, man. It it that would be. I'm going to tell you this. If you get either one of those guys, you get Dalvin Cook or DeAndre Hopkins, you've improved your team. They improve their team by getting Gilmore and Cooks. Yeah, I think I'm with you. See, I think Cook would probably have a little bigger impact because if you've got even if you add Hopkins, OK, now you've got four, but you're not going to run a lot of four receiver sets. And so I don't know that you get your, the full bang that you want from that group, whereas it, with Cook. You can make he'll you know everybody stays fresher. Um, now the question would also be you know whether Cook wants to split time. Yeah, and that would be again you may have to pay him to understand that. Like it ain't no problem for Tony Pollard. That's all he's ever done. Right. But for Dalvin Cook, whatever. And I mean we we should be clear. Tony Pollard is playing on a one year deal, so he also wants to put his numbers up. Uh, so, I mean, all that's very interesting. It's a fascinating season, fascinating conversation to me. Yeah, and again, we, we found that, I mean, look, Pollard in the Green Bay game last year had 22 carries, which was his season high, and ran for 115, went for over five yards a touch. But outside of that, you know, you look, his better numbers are when he is carrying it in that 15 range. Yeah. Like, and that's real. And I think that's why the Cowboys kept him for that for most of the year. You know, the week before that at Chicago, 14 for 131 against New York earlier in the year, 13 for 105. He did 15 for 80. He did 12 for 91. And so I think that that really, I think ideally, if you could, you'd cap him at about 15 carries. And then if you want to throw in some receptions on him to get him the 20 touches, then that's what you'd like to do. However, whatever your design is to get him those 20 touches, awesome but that tells you right there that there is a role for dalvin cook yeah there's a role i mean that's there's a role for somebody else yes he's not going to be what zeke was in his prime and he's never been that and ain't nobody expecting that which is fine uh because he's terrific at, at the role that he has um but yeah they uh they just need to, they just need to maximize him i guess that's what i'm trying to say because they do. he's been a, he's been a big play guy he's been a terrific player you need to make sure that you that you get the big plays out of him because that's what makes him special. We'll see what they decide to do, but that would be that would be quite exciting because right now I do think they're behind the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC. Not too far behind and and a move like that certainly would level the playing field a little bit, I think. Uh, hell yeah, it would. So as we continue here, of course, it's flow air, heating, and air, guys. I mean, we we're telling you about this because I know it's going to be like 90 degrees this weekend in DFW. The real heat is here, and it's only going to get worse, and it's not going away anytime soon, as everybody in the Texas, North Texas area is fully well aware of. This is the cool part of summer, and then it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and what happens? Your AC just runs and runs and runs. And right now, Flow Air, heating and air, family and veteran-owned and operated over 16 years of experience for the month of May, they are offering $70 off their yearly maintenance package it's only $99 per system. They're going to come in. They'll give you that maintenance on your AC to make sure that you're ready to go for the heat that is on the way. Dude, it's about, to me, 
preventative maintenance. That's what the world's about, man. Whether you're talking about uh, your car or your house or, in this case, your air conditioning system. Because none of us, and I've been a victim of it twice, I'm telling you, and I remember it. Because uh, I had to pull out the credit card because the money was not in the bank to cover it. Uh, <laughs> this is when the summertime hits and that air conditioner is working overtime. And we know that it is because that string 100 degree days is coming. You want that preventative maintenance to make sure your system is up and ready to go for when it hits. Don't get ready. Stay ready, man. And the way you do it is have flow air come out there. Check your system. Make sure it's working at its optimum efficiency. Make sure. How about this, man? The free free iron is up and all fooled out and capped off and all that stuff because nobody wants to make that call in the middle of the night, even though flow air will come in the middle of the night to have your air conditioner fixed. That's exactly right, because they offer 24 seven emergency service. So they will come in the middle of the night. Flow air, heating and air will do that for you. They service the entire DFW area, all of your AC needs, and you're going to need them. At some point this summer, if you don't get this yearly maintenance, you're going to run into it. You're going to need them. It's Flow Air Heating and Air. You can call them. You can text them. 817-808-4115. That's 817-808-4115. It's Flow Air Heating and Air. Also, of course, the podcast made possible by Bruce Biltong and Steve, the owner of Bruce Biltong. We've talked about this before. He had a dream. He was making this stuff called Biltong. And people are like, what, what is this? It's like beef jerky, but it isn't. It's a traditional South African air-dried meat. He was making it in his garage, and his friends loved it so much, he launched his own business. Now it's available to everybody. It's bruised biltong. I've always got a bag of it around, and I've talked about this before, because the first time I had it, one, it's so crazy easy to chew. It's not, it's not like eating leather like beef jerky is. <laughs> It's much easier to chew and it's crazy healthy because there's no artificial ingredients. There's no sugar and it's very high in protein, which protein can be hard to get. Like you have to make an effort to get enough protein in a day and, and stuff like biltong, bruised biltong really helps to do that. And it comes around in several. You know what to think about biltong, man? You can get it how you want it. You can get it sliced. You can get it in snap sticks. You can get it in dry wars. You can get it on a slab. Heck, you can even get a hat if you want to. But whatever you get it is going to be delicious. And the thing about Biltong is, how about this, Matt? It's got 30 grams of protein in a two-ounce pouch. Yeah. For those of us who like getting those guns ready for the summer, that's a big-time deal. It is a big-time deal. And if you use the promo code JAM15 at checkout, J-A-M-15, you get 15% off your order every time. Whether it's your first time to order, your last time to order, your 60th time to order, however you want to do it, man, that's how it works. It's the Bruise Biltong, B-R-U-S-B-I-L-T-O-N-G. It's the way to go. I recommend you try it at BruceBiltong.com. Hell yeah. So we jump into this trip around the block, and it's, it's unfortunate that these guys never wanted to partner with us because you and I talk about them all the time. You sent me a picture of this the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm way ahead of you on that. So... Waterloo, our favorite sparkling water brand. Okay, check this out, bro. I think we're going to make yet another real concerted effort. I think we made a, a decent effort, but I think we're going to make a concerted effort because there's no good reason why they shouldn't partner with us. I mean, I drink a ridiculous amount of Waterloo. You drink a ridiculous amount of Waterloo. You're probably drinking one right now. Dude! Orange vanilla is sitting right here. There you go, man. There it is, and I'm telling you, we talked about the orange vanilla, which I've come around on a little bit. It, it's solid. There's a place for it. 
You know what? It's a very we're, we're, we're getting to the general topic. But since I mentioned this to Matt the other day, it's kind of growing on me as a change of pace. I mean, I don't want to drink it all day. every Yeah. Day. Yeah. But it's got I got to give them credit because now it does smell fantastic. And it's got one of those not not every Waterloo has a big, strong, robust flavor. Sometimes it's more subtle. But whatever they did with this, man, the flavor on it is really robust and it it kind of tastes like it smells. It really does. And, and, you know, I found myself if I want something that I feel like is a dessert, then it's almost like you sip on that and it's a little sweeter. But it obviously, again, I mean, Waterloo, there's nothing. It's just carbonated water and natural flavor, which is it's the greatest drink ever. Bro. There's a, right. And so the, their new one that they released and I ran into this, man, this is probably over. Yeah, it was over a week ago. But you didn't call your boy. Well, I'm not going to be pissed about that, but you didn't call your boy. I was like, is this new? Because I, I hadn't heard anything about it, and we're at Whole Foods, and they had a ton of it, and it was on sale, and so it's called Tropical Fruit is the new one, yeah. and I was like, I've, I don't, I've never seen this before, but maybe it's been around, and they just got some or something, because I mean, there's a ridiculous amount of this, and usually they don't put the new ones on sale, so I was like, man, maybe I missed this somewhere down the road, so I grabbed a couple of them because they were on sale. And I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm a fan of the tropical fruit. Are you now? Dude, yes. I'm so embarrassed. I mean, not embarrassed. Yeah, maybe embarrassed. Dude, I went to Whole Foods near me that night. <laughs> Did they have it? No. Damn, that I sucks. was so disappointed. Although, the only thing that made it better was they were getting rid of the, uh, I don't know why, but the mixed berry, which is usually like a summer thing, was on sale. So I grabbed that instead. Yeah, see, this makes me wonder because they put this one out for this summer. I wonder if they're done with the, the summer berry one or whatever. Maybe so. Maybe that's why it was on sale as we're heading into summer. Because I like still, that one. Yeah, that one's fantastic. I, I bought a crap of that last summer. Dude, that's the one I found in my trunk after about six months. Yeah, man. And so <laughs> the tropical fruit, the picture on the can, it's a pineapple and I believe a blood orange. Wow, is that what that is? I think that's what that is. And it might be a mango, too, on there. I think that's a mango, right. a blood orange, and a pineapple. Well, what's it, uh, what's it taste like? Taste, I mean, it, you know, they nail the flavors on these. It tastes like all of those. It, it's, it's, right. And mango can be a different type of flavor. Yeah. Because there's mango in beers a lot and stuff like that. And so, you know, the pineapple, I, I love pineapple. Blood orange is fantastic. Mango can be a little different, but I'm a mango fan, fortunately. So... Yes, I highly, highly enjoy the tropical fruit. Okay, now it's time to go through this again, Matt. What are your top five Waterloo flavors? Because now they're probably up to like 15. Yeah, they got a lot. So let's see. Top here. five, Matt McLaren, Waterloo. Uh, Man, you were on uh, it, dude. They have, flavors. they have 14 flavors now. Oh, I, was, I just did that off the top of my head because I, picked, I, went, to, I went to Costco the other day. That's how I ended up with this vanilla cream. Because, you know, at Costco, they, they make you take two flavors you like and one you're either sh either for company. Oh, yeah, or the one, case thing, yeah. Or one you're like, well, I guess. And so the cream, the, the orange vanilla was in there with the blue, with the berry and the pineapple. So I was like, the berry is fantastic. The pineapple is fantastic. I guess we're about to f see whether this orange vanilla is going to be for company or whether I'll just suffer through it. But I also picked up that blackberry lemonade. Yeah, you like which, that one? I, I no. Yeah, I didn't I don't either. Like. I didn't either. And it was with peach, which I was willing to do peach because I've had that before. But they also had the cherry limeade, and I.
was like, I actually got it home and I, I thought the cherry limeade was like the black cherry or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, this is two out of three bad ones. So no, I don't want that one. See, I can do the cherry limeade, but the blackberry lemonade, I had a 12 pack of that. And I was like, I just, the blackberry does not, I'm like, no, I don't like this. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. As a matter like, of fact. The cherry limeade is not bad. It's just that it's not good. It's mid. I might rank blackberry lemonade. Actually, I'm going to, because just 14? looking at the flavors, it's either 13 or 14, because I'm not a fan of the grape either. Nah, me either. Okay, so what are your top five? So my top five, man, I'm going to throw out five, then I'll have to order. Well, lemon lime is my number one, because I drink, I drink that all the time. So right. lemon lime, the summer berry has got to be in my top five. The ginger citrus twist, I absolutely love. That's the new you know, one of the new ones. You know, I still haven't had that one. I probably got to go strawberry in my top five. Right. And man, you know what? Honestly, it, it's, I might have, I might just have the tropical fruit, maybe five. Really? And then I'm trying to remember, cause I love the black cherry and I love the watermelon, but I kind of got burned out of those for, cause for a long time I, I would drink a lot of those. And I right, actually right, like right. the cherry limeade too. Those would be probably six, seven and eight for me. All right. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd tropical fruit. Tropical fruit probably five. All right, my uh, my five is, uh, and this is really like one and one a. Depends on my mood when I wake up. Strawberries and pineapple are by far, in a way, one and two. Watermelon is a strong three, and it 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 could really be like, you know, one one c, because I'm telling you. Watermelon, Waterloo with watermelon Ciroc is off the chain. Mm. I mean, it is, it's, it's the best drink I've had. And it doesn't have any calories because it's vodka. It's fantastic. Yeah. Black, black cherry is four. And Matt turned me on the lemon lime, which I wasn't necessarily a big fan of. It was just meh to me. Yeah. But the more I, the more I drank it, the more I'm like, you know what? It's crisp and refreshing. It's kind of like lemon lime. It is, man. I, I mean, I, I, I constantly have a 12-pack of lemon lime. I mean, I, I never run out of the supply. Oh, no. See, I never run out of strawberry. See, I used to be that way because, I mean, they've added, they've added tropical fruit, summer berry, orange meal, a citrus twist, and black, blackberry lemonade and cherry limeade in the last year or two. Right. And so when it, it used to just be those core flavors, and strawberry, lemon lime, strawberry, and watermelon were my, my top three, hands down. Right. And then they've added some of these new flavors with the, a little bit extra in them. Um, Summer berry's hard to beat, man. I mean, oh, you know what? Whew, summer berry's good. I'm sorry. Grapefruit is terrific too. Oh yeah, I, did. I, just, I forgot I about just grapefruit. Had it. I just haven't had. I haven't seen it lately, so I haven't had any of it lately. But grapefruit, grapefruit, I, I, I get. Matter of fact, grapefruit is probably my five with lemon lime right after it. Man, you know what? They might not make that anymore. <laughs> I don't think they make what? that anymore. Don't say that, man. No, it's don't not on their it. website. Whoa! I guess I was the only one who liked it. Man, I oh, yeah, it's not on there. They, the, they have 14 flavors listed, and grapefruit is no longer listed on the Waterloo flavors. Wow. Wow. Interesting. That's that's so sad. I would have stocked up had I known. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Well, but tropical fruit, man. If you find it, it's it's. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I'm going to find it. It's I worth heard it. that the Whole Foods off of uh, McKinney had it. Yeah, so. you'll have to swing by because they. I don't know if they're still having the sale, but last week when they went. They weren't half off, but they were like 25% off on the tropical fruit. Yeah, brother. And anytime I see that on Waterloo, I buy multiples. No, I'm, I'm with you because it's one of the few things I know that's going to get drunk. Like I got uh, two cases in my cabinet right now and a refrigerator full. 
Yeah, I've done because Publix here will run a buy one, get one on, on Waterloo every so often. Oh, and last time they did it, him. I bought the I bought what would be the equivalent of four cases. Yeah. So I got yeah, yeah, I yeah. paid for two cases and got two cases for free. I mean, because, again, you know, that that's you're getting a 12 pack for basically two fifty three bucks. Right. Which is a steal. Yeah. And I just walked up to the to the checkout and all my, my cart was nothing but 12 packs of Waterloo. She's like, oh, I guess you like this. And I was like, I do for buy one, get one, no doubt. Hell yeah. I mean, um, that's the best. It's really, to be honest with y'all, it's really the only thing I drink. Like really, outside of- yeah. um, It's all I drink. I mean, outside of regular water, yeah. it's the only thing I drink. I don't drink sodas. I don't drink juice. Because as a former fat guy, I don't want to drink any calories. And so Waterloo is really good water, flavorful, and it allows me to, to stay hydrated without drinking calories, which, yeah. is, which is really why I love it. I, I, I drink three a day minimum. Oh, dude, I'm, yeah, I would say minimum. And most days I'm probably up around four or five. Yeah, because I, I, I will drink one this morning. I will drink one when I get home, and then I will drink one for sure in the evening. And then, I mean, that's just a given. And then sometimes there's another one or two thrown in somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just depends. But yeah, I mean, the new flavors, it's great. How exciting. So <laughs> I hope you guys were down for such water talk. <laughs> it's not the first, the, the first time we've done that. I mean, Waterloo just excites us for whatever reason. You know what? It's true. I don't. Uh, yeah, because it's it's rare that I because I, I remember I was like, "Hey, Matt will love this." And yeah, I was like, and that's when I sent it. And then he sends me back. I go, "Really, bro?" <laughs> I know. I was like, "Ah, oh, way ahead of you, dude. I have some in my fridge right now." <laughs> it's so good. All right. So the other thing to get into here, and this is yeah, it's kind of a block story, kind of a sports story, but. This is fantastic. And, and for those that don't know, so EA Sports has created the return oh. to the college football video game. And they announced it's going, and then this has been knowledge for a while. It, it, it's on target to be released next summer in 2024. Well, yesterday mm. they announced what was expected to happen, but it was the last hurdle for the game to officially be a go. They have come to an agreement with what is known as one team, and one team works with group licensing. And so they have partnered with them. And now college players can sign an agreement and they will be featured in the game. And many of them will be able to have their faces scanned just like NFL players do in Madden. And obviously through NIL, there will be some portion of payment. And that's unknown right now what, what the players will make. But players will get paid to have their name, image, and their likeness put into the new college football video game that we'll be releasing next summer. And if a player chooses not to opt in, then they will just use a generic player and an avatar. But let's keep in mind, I don't know if you'll, rem you probably remember this because you're a video game guy, but MVP Baseball did this with Barry Bonds because he didn't allow himself to be in the game. Right. So they, they had a guy named John Dowd that they put in the game who had the exact same dimensions and stats as Barry Bonds, but was a white guy. <laughs> yeah bro nah man i'm uh you know i haven't really played video games in a minute uh and when i did uh just because i've been busy and stuff um fifa soccer's number one on my list only because they quit making college football in 2014 uh, although probably about five years ago, four years ago now, I got back into college football and I was playing that a lot. 
I mean, I just, it's just kind of like my hobby to relax, go play for an hour, just relax. Uh, but dude, let me tell you something. I'm a 56 year old man, even though I look like I'm about 40 and I'm in fantastic there shape as a former fat guy. You knew that was coming. Um, I'm going to prepare for this next summer. I'm going to save up my nickels and dimes. I'm going to get me the best 75, 80 inch TV I have. I'm going to get the PS5 system and I'm going to be one of those people who pre-orders it and has it arriving at my house whenever the earliest date is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have fun relaxing playing that game and I don't give a fuck what anybody says about how can you be 50 year old playing video games do y'all realize this is a billion tens of billion dollar industry yep. and it ain't because 10 year olds got a bunch of money you're exactly right and I'm going to tell you straight up I am the exact same way because I and the lady already is aware of this I said look when this game comes out next year ahead of that we're buying a PlayStation 5 <laughs> And because it's only going to be available on next-gen consoles, I was like, we're buying a PlayStation 5 because I'm going to own that game and I'm going to play the crap out of that. Right. Like I said, I just, it's, uh, you know, some people like to have a drink and a cigar on the patio after work. I like to go play an hour of video games. Now, I used to be play a lot more than that, but I got to the point where I could, I could, uh, what do you call it, uh, discipline myself to, to play an hour. If that, sometimes it was only 30 or 40 minutes if I was playing soccer. And that was good for me. That allowed me to calm down, decompress, and okay, now I'm ready to see the world again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... And one thing that I'm going to love about... Because I loved the college football games when they existed. Oh, when they were fantastic. out before, I never bought Madden. I bought college football. Exactly. It was the best. And so the new one... Right now, EA Sports has more than 120 of the 133 FBS schools committed to allow their participation in the game. They do expect they'll have all 133 teams. Right. The game will also feature the expanded college football playoff. It'll have a transfer portal that they believe will be kind of similar to free agency like in Madden. So right. it's in, you know, I keep thinking about this. Keep in mind, it was 10 years ago, the last time they came out with the college football game. Right. The technology that is available right now to the detail that they'll be able to put in this thing for college with the tradition and it just so many things that you get in college football that you don't get in the NFL. Right. It, it, this is going to be incredible. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they basically, it, it's not that they had the transfer portal before since it didn't exist, but right. there was a version of the game where you had, you know, they had the version where you had the guys were like, hey, I think I'm going to leave for the NFL. And you had to convince them to stay. And maybe you convinced them to stay or maybe you didn't. Or a guy said, hey, I'm not playing enough. So I'm going to bounce and go transfer somewhere. So all those elements were there. That was all kind of fun. Um, you know, recruiting will be crazy. Yes. Uh, because, you know, the element they should add is flipping. You think you've got a guy committed, and mm -hmm. then he, he, flips, uh, he flips on you at the last minute, which will drive you crazy. But that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, th this is going to be a wild game, man. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed about Madden, and, and this didn't exist 10 years ago with this game either, is now – and this happens because I play Madden now, like people online, I mean, there's, there's dudes that'll create the entire draft class and it's the right dimensions. It's their name and all that. And you just go online, download the 2025 big board and you can upload it to your Madden game so that you're drafting real players as the years go by. Yep. Yep. I guarantee yep. this is going to happen for this. It'll be whoever's in yeah, high school. Yeah. They'll look yeah. at, Oh, here's the top recruits in the class of 2031. And you'll be able to go in there and load that into the game. And it, it's, 
it, it just adds to the re- the realism of what these games are now, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason. It's, it's part of the reason why they're fun to play, and it's also part of the reason why I, quit. I used to get them all, and then they became so specialized. I was like, you know yeah. what? I don't really have time to get good at all of these, so let me just pick my favorite and, uh, yeah. and run with it. Yeah, and that's why it becomes like once the college football game comes out, look, there's there's people who love Madden. You're going to play Madden. You're, you're, that's great. I, that, that'll be done with Madden. I'll just be a college football, and I'll play the crap out of this, and I'll have a – you know, can I build a 20? How many national titles can I win in a 20-year <laughs> dynasty? Exactly. And, of course, exactly. at the level I play on, I'll probably win a bunch. Oh, no doubt. Because <laughs> I don't want to be challenged. I'm not playing it. The reason you know. why they call him Matt Saban. I mean, let's be honest, man. I mean, that's I've talked about this before. I play video games like you just talked about as an escape, as a relaxing, fun thing. I'm not trying to be challenged and have to study the video game and max my brain out playing a video game. <laughs> Hey, everybody do what they do. I don't have the time for that anymore in my life. So we'll move forth here. And as we do, we tell you, as always, about Freeway Tire Shop. You talk about greatness. You talk about Freeway. Customer service, elite, fair pricing. They stand behind their work. Everybody is always looking for a mechanic you can trust. We have found them. It is JR and his crew at Freeway Tire Shop. Dude, I mean, I've been rocking with JR for a minute now. And it's really simple why I do it. It's because you can trust him. Like, real talk. When you're dealing with a mechanic, that's what you want more than anything. And with JR and Freeway Tire, you can trust them to diagnose exactly what's wrong with your car, quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then you can trust them to use quality parts to fix your car, which is a big deal. Other thing about a man, you can trust them to charge you a fair price. It ain't free, but it's fair. And then you can tr- trust them to stand behind his work. I mean, what else do you want? And the answer is nothing. And so I like to tell y'all, if your mechanic ain't doing all of that, all of that, not two or three things, but all of that, then what you need to do is head up 35E toward Denton and uh, get off at uh, Commonwealth. It's really about five minutes from downtown. Go through the light, look to the right, and go say, hey, JR, we're a jam fan. The boys from Jam Session told us to come over, check you out. Here I am. Get to working. Taylor said you do four things better than anybody. Let me see you do it. And then he'll do it, and then you'll send us a, a picture on Twitter or somewhere, and we'll be like, see, told you. Told you. Told you this was going to be awesome, so you got it. It's that simple, man. Makes it easy. It's Freeway Tire Shop. You can check him out online if you'd rather do that. See what he's got, freewaytireshop.com. And as we tell you guys, man, it's right around the corner from Smokey John's Barbecue. And right now, Smokey John's Barbecue is doing their Memorial Day pack. And I know everybody does stuff for Memorial Day. I'm coming into Dallas to do stuff for Memorial Day with my family that we'll talk about next week. But their Memorial Day pack for your Memorial Day parties and the gatherings that you're going to have. How about this? Three pounds of wings, two pounds of ribs, two pounds of chopped brisket, which will include the rolls if you want to make sliders and whatnot, a half gallon of potato salad, a half gallon of baked beans, all of that. For $195.95, you have to order it by next Wednesday in time for Memorial Day. And just for Jam fans, when you order the Memorial Day pack, you will receive a complimentary gallon of Smokey John sweet tea or lemonade when you let them know you heard about it right here on Jam Session. What's up, though? What's up? That's a hell of a deal, too. That is a hell of a deal, dude. That's, no, real talk. That's a hell of a deal right That's there. seven pounds of meat. Yeah, that's enough to load up your, your small and your large intestine for weeks. That is a lot of food, In such a delicious dude. way. 
man, that's a deal for 195, 97 pounds of meat and a total of a gallon of sides for under $200. That's 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 what I'm saying. That's what they do, man. Yeah, bro. I'm down with that. They're also doing a Memorial Day gifts. Grill it yourself special is what they're calling it. And so they are offering right now a bottle of their sauce and a bottle of their rub together for just fifteen fifty. Dude, I just used some of that rub on some chicken yesterday. So there you go. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. But again, keep in mind, if, if that's what you want to do, you need to order it by next Wednesday because I don't, people forget we, we are very, very close. Memorial Day weekend is the weekend after this one. Damn, it's here. It is here. So you got to put in your order by 5 o'clock on May 24th to get that Smokey John's Memorial Day pack. Enjoy it, eat it, spread it, share it. People are going to come over and go, dude, is this you? You made this barbecue? They'll be blown away. They'll think, why don't you, well, you should open a restaurant. This is insane. You have to go, no. No, this is Smokey John's. Or not. Or not. Maybe you just claim it for yourself. and just then take credit. Yeah, next thing you know, people are throwing money at you trying to invest, and then finally you have to reveal, okay, this is Smokey John's. Yes. You are correct. So we'll see how it goes, but that's the Smokey John's Memorial Day pack. Make it happen. Also, of course, the podcast brought to you by HFX Foundation Solutions. And, you know, Aaron and his guys, you talk about, again, elite customer service. You talk about doing it the right way, family-owned, standing behind what they do. We're talking about HFX Foundation Solutions. If you're seeing those cracks, if you are noticing you've got a lot of drainage problems because you don't have gutters, if you're seeing sticking doors, all this stuff, like, works together together. To screw with your foundation in North Texas, which is why you need HFX Foundation Solutions. It's a free, no obligation inspection. They'll come out. They'll check out, see if you have something going on. Get out ahead of foundation problems. Get as far out ahead as you can. Yeah. Matter of fact, pick up the phone right now and give them a call. 817-770-0174. Say, hey, you know that colonoscopy for the crib that Taylor's always talking about? Can y'all come out there and give me one of those? And really, they'll start laughing. Ha, ha, ha. But then they'll come out and do it. And here's all I'm talking about, man. We all get that for ourselves because why? They shoot a camera up there because we want to make sure everybody's healthy. Get the picture of the stuff that you can't see with your naked eye. That's all that uh, HFX Aaron and his team do is they go and do that for your crib. All the stuff that you can't see going on inside your house, inside the bowels of the house. Hey, they go check it out and make sure everything's good so that you've got peace of mind that, hey, I can party up this summer because I don't have to worry about any kind of foundation problem coming to the crib. It's the way to do it, man. 817-770-0174 or online at hfxfoundation.com. So let's move in. Before we get into exciting stuff with the Dallas Stars, let's talk Texas Rangers because the Texas Rangers, and we've talked about this, and it reared up again last night, man. Their bullpen sucks. It's trash. It's garbage. I don't know if it's the worst bullpen in the major leagues. It's got to be pretty damn close. They lose two out of three to the Braves. Now, one of them, they got blown out. They got an effort from Nathan Eovaldi last night that should have won the game. Now, the Braves put their ace and Spencer Strider, for those that don't know who that is, he is arguably the best pitcher in baseball. He's that level of guy. He's a dominant ace for Atlanta. He had only given up more than three runs once all season. And Garcia hit two home runs off him, and the Rangers tagged him for four. And if you're getting four runs off Spencer Strider, this is a dude who had 79 strikeouts and like 45 innings pitched. Like, He's good, and the Rangers put up four on him and had a 5-3 lead 
And Eovaldi gets into the seventh, and when they came out to take him out of the game, I just put my head down. I go, well, so much for this thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know what they're going to do about that. Uh, my man Evan Grant uh, put something up on Twitter just a little while ago that said, hey, bullpen issue is a league-wide issue. Uh, Tampa Bay has more blown saves uh, than anybody with 10. Atlanta's got nine. Didn't we just see them last night? Yeah. The Twins have got nine. The Dodgers, eight. Baltimore's got eight. Uh, now, he said what I said, which is, well, he said it's a league-wide issue. I, and he goes, only makes it more important to solve it quickly, uh, right and quickly. And I said the same thing. Like, I ain't trying to sit around and wait, um, you know, for another six weeks to figure out, you know, whether I need to fix my bullpen issue or not. Because if all these other teams got issues, what are they also going to be trying to do? Yep. Make a move to shore up their bullpen. Um, so I'd rather be sooner rather than later. Um, you hope that at some point DeGrom, who just threw off a mound the other day, will come back, which will allow Dane Dunning to get back into the bullpen, and at least he could be a bridge guy for you, um, you know, and get you to the to the closer. Oh, for whatever that's worth these days. Um, so I don't know, but uh, Evan also raised an interesting point, and I don't think anybody knows quite the answer. Do they just need a closer, or do they need like? multiple pieces it almost feels like they need multiple pieces because i was reading his article on the game last night and and it's reality man i mean you know they move dudes around leclerc and hernandez have fallen out of favor so then they try to give Bors and 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 burke an opportunity and Bors comes in last night and he was the guy that they sent out for the eighth and immediately gives up two runs and Burke doesn't seem to be the guy that can fix it as he comes out and in the top of the ninth gives up a home run, which was the sixth run for the Braves. And it, it's it's got to be because not just fans are thinking this and players will always say the right things in public. I mean, these guys have played the game for a long ass time. It, it, they're just like us. They, they when, when you only have a two run lead and you throw whoever it is out there, the players on the field got to be sitting there going, man, really? Again? And I don't know what the answer is, but it, it feels like they've gone through already like three or four guys at the back end of this trying to figure it out, and they haven't found an answer. No, nah, they haven't found one, brother, and I don't know that one is one is one is there uh, in on their on their own team. They really got hosed because Leclerc. How could you? I mean, yeah, he's been awful. Yes, um, and he was supposed to be the closer. Now you can't trust him to do anything because he's forgotten how to throw strikes. If he had some options left, I'd shoot him down and be like, dude, just see if you can figure it out, man, because we don't have time to lose games while you're up here. So they and, you know, Jonathan Hernandez, he's got this great arm, but he also has problems throwing strikes a lot. Uh, you know, so, dude, I mean, the worst I mean, the last night's disaster started because you walked the leadoff guys bores faced. Um, just throw strikes, man. If they hit it, they hit it. It's whatever. But this walking, nibbling because you don't have confidence in your pitching, it's bullshit. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. But that's what it is. And uh, that's what uh, that's what gets you beat. Free passes and late innings get you beat. And I ain't breaking on news here. Everybody who knows anything about baseball knows that. It just sucks, man, because the Rangers now have eight blown saves and 17 attempts. They've lost five games in which they led after seven innings. You know, when you think about it, again, they're 26 and 17. Let's say, let's say that they just had blown four saves instead of eight. You're four and four in save situations in that in that scenario. They'd be 30 and 13 with a six game lead. And that's that's even if they still had blown four other saves. And that's where this becomes, man, like like you 
And I was thinking about that, and, and Evan's right, you're right. Don't be the Cowboys and react. Be, the, be another team and go be proactive. Identify somebody who's having a season and just make the move now. You don't need yeah. to wait till the trade deadline. You don't have to wait till July. This is a problem. Yes, sir. Go if you go make a move because this team is competitive and they can. I mean, right now in the belief we keep all saying this, the Astros are going to figure it out. Here come the Astros. I mean, reality of it is, what do you do? You wait till you get to the end of the May and you're two full months in this thing if you're still in first place. I mean, they have a two game lead on the Astros. And yes, the Astros are going to be a very good team. But the reality of it is, man, the Rangers are in this conversation. Let's say the Astros catch them. I mean, they are a wild card playoff team right now. And they are going to be in that conversation the way that they play. And that's with these blown leads. Yeah, uh, they got a really good team. But if you look at the standings in the East, uh, your best way to the playoffs is by winning the division. <laughs> because those teams in the East are all good. Bro. Yeah, they're loaded, man. They're all loaded. So, I mean, to me, I'd, I'd identify, and, and if you don't want to make a move and you're hoping that, hey, let's get it till the end of May, I don't know what, maybe that's the thought process. And look, Chris Young is way ahead of us on this. They, they have their guys. There's got to be a couple of guys out there they've identified. And go get one of them. Go get two of them. Right. Right. And see what it costs you. But make the move because you'd rather do that than be held over a barrel as the season continues and all these other teams that you just mentioned are going to make the move to address it. Yes, sir. And then part of me also wonders if the Rangers are just kind of thinking, okay, we're playing better than we thought we would be. Do we want to sacrifice stuff in the farm system to go out and get a temporary fix it in the bullpen? I say yes, because again, unless it's like one of your elite prospects and a, a bullpen guy doesn't cost you elite prospects, there's no, like, who knows what some of these guys are going to do turning out. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm never beholden to prospects. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Jerkson Profar ruined me. Uh, yeah, no you doubt. Know, so did uh, not just Jerkson Profar. Who's the other guy? Was it Mike Lamb, third baseman? Yeah, Mike, Mike Lamb. Man, yeah, he never turned out. Yeah, that's right. Right. You know, I mean, who's the first baseman that they traded? Justin. He went and played with Toronto and Seattle. Justin oh yeah, Smoke. and the Cliff Lee trade. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's just, and y'all know. I, at least with the Rangers, I'm a decent baseball guy. But if you really thought about it, there'd be many more prospects you heard about coming through the Rangers system that just were just guys. And so I ain't beholden to none of them outside of Evan Carter. And, uh, you know, Leiter has been pitching well lately. He's got. Yeah, he has. So is Owen White. Starts. You know, Acuna, yeah. who's at the double A level. I mean, again, this this isn't going to cost you one of those guys. This is going to yeah. cost you, you know, it might be a guy who has kind of fallen off a little bit, like a Cole Wynn, who used to be a big-time guy who's kind of stuck at triple A now. You know, maybe a guy like that or some of those guys who are a little bit lower down at A ball that look good but are a couple of years away and maybe roadblocked for – I mean, this isn't going to cost you a top five. Bullpen guys, unless it's an elite closer, that's different – an elite close, like, a, like I'm just going to use him as an example. If you wanted to go out and get the Mariano Rivera, which doesn't exist in baseball right now, that would cost you an elite prospect. Right. But if you're just trying to get an, an arm that can function as a setup guy, those don't cost you your top prospects. All right, fine. Well, let's go make a deal. I know, man. Just go get somebody. And then finally, before we wrap it up, you guys listening to this on Friday, it happens tonight. Game one of the Western Conference Finals in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. 
the Stars and Vegas. It's a 7.30 puck drop tonight. It'll be game two on Sunday is a two o'clock puck drop on Sunday afternoon, which is fantastic because I don't fly back out of Austin till like eight o'clock at night. So I'll be able to watch both these games with some of my friends in Austin that are Stars fans. So that's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a great series, man. And it's funny because I've been reading some things on it. And, you know, there's, I think it's The Athletic, I think, that has an article that they have an anonymous coach, an anonymous scout, and an anonymous general manager that review the series. And basically all three of them reviewing this series will tell you the best defenseman left in the final four teams in the NHL is Miro Haskinen. The best goalie left out of those four is Jake Ottinger. And the best forward left is Rope Hintz. And okay. I mean, and that's because Hints right now would win the con Smythe if if they were giving it away right now. Plus, you have a coach, and this is where this gets really interesting to me. DeBoer, let's not forget, where did he come from? He was fired by the Las Vegas Golden Knights a year ago. Right, right. Fresh off that of a franchise in which he spent three seasons with. Now, in hockey, just like every other sport, there's some turnover, but the core of what they are, all those guys are still there in Vegas that he coached last year. He knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses. And I kind of wonder if that is some sort of a hidden advantage that he knows that team so very well. No, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a, uh, that's a great advantage in terms of it's not that it's not so much that you know the team because, okay, fine, you know what – so what? You coach the Bulls and you know what Michael Jordan can do. It, to me, it's more about those subtle things like he struggles on this little thing or here's one way you can attack him that really gets up under his skin or here's some things – here's the subtle ways you can attack uh, one or two of their crucial players. Or, you know, if you do this, this guy really doesn't adapt well to that. I mean, it's, it's those little things, but he'll be on them. He'll know them. And um, I just think we can expect a long series. uh, And I think, and I ain't breaking, I don't think I'm breaking news, which I like to tell y'all from time to time. I think the the Stanley Cup champ comes from this series. So buckle up. Don't panic if they're down 1-0 or 2-1 in the series. We've seen it before. Uh, Just know it's going to be a long series and that the stars have all this star power (laughs) that they need to get it done. I mean, look, the reality of it is they've got some guys that are still there from their 2018 Stanley Cup final run that the the Knights do. You know, Riley Smith, William Carlson, who were huge in their series win over Edmonton. Uh, Jack Eichel, who's coming along and who was hurt this season and has bounced back and, and, and has, I think he's got like 20 or 14 points in their 11 playoff games. Mark Stone is back. He was injured and missed a large part of the season and... Much kind of like if you'll remember, uh, who was it with the Kucherov with the Lightning who was injured and then came back for the playoffs and just turned it on. I mean, they've got that kind of guy. So they've got some guys who can score. This is like you said, man, this is going to be. This is going to be a tough series. The Golden Knights, they had the best record in the the West. The Golden Knights (laughs) are, are a good team man. they've got depth. They've got guys who can score. They've got a good defense. The Stars are a very, very good team. And in series like this, Ottinger can't have, you know, maybe he can have the one game where he's off. You can't have the two games where you're off in this series. He's going to have to be the better goalie and play like that, and he should be the better goalie. And 
it, it, it's interesting because you look at this whole thing and it's like one thing I read, Vegas had an easier time beating Edmonton than Dallas did beating Seattle and Edmonton's a better team than Seattle. Now, to me, it's all about matchups. I thought Seattle was just a tough matchup for the Stars. I think they match up very well with Vegas. I like the Stars in this series. I, I do. Go out and get game one in Vegas and steal that home ice advantage and be ready to go, man. But I like the Stars in this series. I, I think that there's a, a real... I mean, come on, man. The way the Stars have, and they've got players across the board at all three levels, and you've got a goalie that can stand on his head and, and, and just completely shut down another opponent. They've got the components of a Stanley Cup champion. We'll see. Yeah, yeah they do, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think if they can win this series, they're going to win the Cup. I'm stoked for it. I'm ready to go, and, and I cannot wait. Friday night, I'll be in Austin watching this game somewhere going crazy for the Stars. Sounds like a plan. We'll see how it goes. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And again, another reminder, there will not be a podcast dropping on Monday because I do not get home from Austin until very late on Sunday night. So our next podcast will be dropping next Wednesday on May 24th. So keep that in mind. We will have a couple of podcasts for you next week, but there will not be a podcast on Monday. Everything will be okay. It'll be fine. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Jam Session Podcast. Make sure to find us on Instagram at Jam Session Cast. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy, Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.